right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Texans Unfiltered, a Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans. I am Young Ari Gold, and today I wanted to discuss positional need as we head into free agency and kind of how I believe the way that the Texans will go in the draft obviously will impact the way that they approach free agency. Um, so wanted to kind of go through it in that way to talk a little bit about where I think that they're going, what I think they will likely do in the draft and how that's going to impact free agency. Obviously having the second pick overall, they pretty much get to dictate what, who they want to an extent, but more or less the position they want, whatever they're going to prioritize. I believe that they're probably going to prioritize quarterback. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if, if they drafted a quarterback. So with that being said, I wanted to focus on where I thought, they need to improve the roster to maximize the offense, right? So it sounds like this could potentially be an offensive-driven offseason for the Houston Texans. And if that's the case, where are they going to spend their money in free agency? And, you know, right now I think they have $45 million in cap space, something like that. Um, and I would assume that if that's the case, they'll likely have to go – for some skill players, uh, they're going to have to fix the interior of that offensive line um, and and hope that, you know, obviously the quarterback is developed right. Um, so biggest position of need when it comes to this offense, in my opinion, outside of quarterback, which I don't believe they're going to address in free agency, is going to be the center position. They're going to have to figure out what they're going to do at center before they grab their signal caller. Um, offensive line you know, two tackles have pretty much been wasted over the last, well, four years for sure. Um, you can make an argument five years, but we've had Lermy Tunsil now for four years, five years, something like that. Titus Howard is on his fifth year this year. Um, and we've had two really good tackles. Obviously, you had the whole situation where Titus was playing guard and you know, switch it back to tackle and we were messing with, with his development. But um, now with where the Texans look like they want to go, it's time to take advantage of the fact that we have, um, we have two bookend tackles that we haven't really maximized and we have to take care of that interior of the offensive line. So there was an investment last year with Kenyon green uh, they tried to fix the center with Justin Britt, not knowing that he didn't want to play football anymore. Uh, and then AJ can actually towards the end of the season, if anybody goes back and watches film, you'll see that AJ can actually turned it up a notch at the end of the season. And Brandon Thorne, who is pretty much the guy I go to for anything in regards to offensive line play really had nothing but great things to say about AJ can when he broke down his film, last offseason and talked about what a great signing that was for us. So if you look at the offensive line as a whole right now, you have Lermie Tunsil, Kenyon Green, insert center, AJ Can, Titus Howard. Obviously, Kenyon did not have a great rookie season in pass protection, had a pretty good season in, 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 in the run game. Have to hope that we're able to double down on that development and get the most out of Kenyon moving forward. But you have it's really hard to expect a rookie guard to play well when the guy next to him at center is not good at all. Um, a rookie is learning 
verbiage. He's learning. He's doubling down on his technique. He's still building that foundation, especially against NFL competition. Lacking a, a good to above average center for a rookie guard to latch onto and and be able to expect the center to hold their position down was lacking massively last year. And so there was no chemistry on the interior of the offensive line. We were also just moving people around. It was kind of a hot mess. So I I would assume that center is going to be probably the biggest priority in free agency. Um, There's some decent centers out there. Um, They're going to cost money. But ultimately, I think if they really want to invest in this offense, the first place they have to start is center. Um, There's Bradbury. There's a couple. I I haven't really looked fully into like the – into the fr- full free agents of like the offensive line and, and like just off season in general, like who, who's going to be a free agent there. I know some names, obviously the names that we've seen and things of that nature, but they could also potentially grab a center in, in the second round. Uh, there's a couple guys that are worth taking, but you're going to have to start somewhere. And if you're going to address other needs in in free agency and ignore center until the draft, the only concern I have with that is come the second round and, and after you know, really after two, the draft becomes, it's a wild card at that point. You're not, you don't know what you're going to get. Could you prioritize the position and pay, potentially reach for a player? Yeah, you could grab a center. But can you grab your center? <clears throat> and and I think that's the approach that I'd like to see them take is grab a center in free agency. If you, gra- if you grab another center in, in the draft, that no big deal. You could develop them, you know, potentially, you know, cut the center that you sign, you can trade the center that you sign. Like there's so many different ways that they can go about it. Uh, Bozeman. Yep. Texan thought says love Bozeman. Uh, he's a good one. Um, so I, I think that's where they have to start. They have to start at center. I'm not too worried about the other guard spot. I, I, like I said, I think if you turn on the film and watch AJ Cam play towards the end of the season, he turned it up. He looked like a, a, a above average guard at times. Again, interior offensive line play sometimes can be dictated by the center. So if there's no chemistry and no camaraderie within that offense interior of that offensive line, people are going to struggle Uh, when you're having to take up assignments that the center is supposed to take on because he missed his assignment uh, along with communication and everything else that comes from that position. It's a lot to take on. So first position I'd start with the center second position on offense that I would probably address. And this one will probably shock most people uh, would be tight end. Uh, I, I think grabbing a tight end like Evan Ingram, uh, who else is, I think it's Schultz is, is another free agent tight end. Um, you have Mike Jacecki. I think for a rookie quarterback, having a tight end that you can count on in the NFL is a huge, huge piece to their development. You have a guy that can, <clears throat> you know, get open, short of the sticks and underneath routes, out routes, things of that nature. Some of these guys like Evan Ingram and Mike Jacecki run nice seam routes. Um, I think having a dependable tight end or somewhat of a top tier tight end. And I think Evan Ingram showed last year that he has the potential in Jacksonville to be a, be the tight end that most people thought he was going to be coming out of the draft. Will Jacksonville let him go? I mean, they're, they're kind of in a weird cap situation right now to where, they're going to have to make some decisions on players. Will it be Evan Ingram? I don't know. Most likely not because Trevor Lawrence had a great 
um, had a great year with, with Evan Ingram and they're building something decent on offense. I wouldn't want to take away a piece like that, but you, you can only keep so many guys. The cap is the cap, but uh, just like he's another guy, he's a big guy. He, you know, he did. Yeah. Like Texans underground. I, I wouldn't touch Mike because he struggled in that system last year. <clears throat> did he struggle or was Jalen Waddle and Tyree kill going to dominate the targets? Like, I agree. And and not only that, like if you look at Mike Jacecki since he came in, he really hasn't reached the potential that you would or were hoping he would reach. But I will also say that if you actually look at the tight end position, it's one of the longest, it, it takes the longest to develop in that position. Um, a lot of guys end up on their second contract before they really get going. Um, it, it does happen where they get going early, but it's very rare. I also like the athletic ability of Jacecki, and I think that's probably one of the bigger reasons why I'd like to go with a tight end like that. He's an athletic freak, um, a decent route runner, a decent blocker. He kind of gives you everything that you're looking for. Meanwhile, while Ingram is really just like a threat in the passing game, <clears throat> bring back Jordan Aikens, please. He could be a decent tight end too. Look, for anybody that's been around Texans Unfiltered for the last six years, <clears throat> When I interviewed Bill O'Brien, the, the it was about a week after they drafted Jordan Akins. I've been on the Jordan Akins train since we drafted him. I, I think Jordan Akins, I don't think he got a fair shot his first round here. Deshaun never seemed to target the tight end. Um, he did have some good games, obviously the San Diego Char- or the Los Angeles. Well, they were San Diego Chargers at the time. Um, but I really like Jordan Akins. I like what he can do with the ball in his hand and in space. He he's he can create yak yards, and I think that he might actually get a shot to potentially be something in this offense with Bobby Slowick coming here um, and and running a Shanahan style offense. So <clears throat> not opposed to Jordan Aikens in any form or fashion. I thought he was probably the best weapon on this team last year consistently, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him back. He had a, he had a really good season and a down year from you know, an unproducing offense. And I don't think there's any reason to not bring him back. And I also think you could bring him back relatively cheap. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how I would, that's how I would look at the, t- at the next position of need. I, I definitely think if you can grab a good tight end for a young quarterback to develop with, I think it's very important. I know wide receivers great, right. But when you, and you need it, but when you look at this draft, there's not a Harrison Smith or a Marvin Harrison jr. Or, you know, there's not a Jamar chase, there's not a Mike Evans. Like a lot of these wide receivers are, and, and to be honest, a lot of these wide receivers fit kind of what D'Amico's talked about and what we can expect from the Shanahan offense is a lot of is guys that can create yards in space, get open quick, um, and just put the ball in the hands of their playmaker and get some yards. This offense or this this draft from the wide receiver position has quite a bit of those guys. Quentin Johnson, Jordan Addison. Uh, Zay Flowers, like there are players in this draft that are going to fit this Texans offense and what we imagine it's going to look like. Um, but they're going to have to address the wide receiver position and they're going to have to do with this offseason. Like it's not something they can wait on. They're going to have to grab a couple players here and there. Chris Moore, free agent. I think he should be signed back. I don't think the expectation should be anything more than a four or a three. You have Nico Collins, who will be back, and you have John Mechie who will finally be able to play um, this season, which is amazing. But outside of that, if you're going to trade Brandon Cooks, which, 
you know, maybe D'Amico is able to talk him into staying. If you can, if you can keep Brandon Cooks, no matter what we think about how everything went down and and not trading him and trade and wanting to trade him and all these other things, keeping Brandon Cooks could be extremely valuable to a young rookie quarterback. If if D'Amico and Nick can convince Brandon Cooks to stay for another year or two, just so that the rookie quarterback has a reliable target in the passing game from the wide receiver position, I I think you do it. Um, You're probably not going to be able to find another guy that's going to be able to produce at the level that Brandon Cooks can. He was not very good last year, but you have to wonder like how much of that was his investment mentally into this team and into this offense. He knew where this team was going last year. Doesn't make it okay. Doesn't make it like, you know, it's not acceptable, but it kind of is what it is at this point. Um, Drafting wide receivers high should be a sensible option. Free agent wide receivers market looks to be overinflated in this past year. Yeah, and it looks like it's going to be the same this year. DJ Shark will probably grab some decent money. I know Marvin Jones is a free agent. Uh, McCole Hardman is a free agent. There there are a couple out there that Juju uh, McSchuster, he's a free agent. Like there are some decent wide receivers, but you're right. There's not a wide receiver one on this market. There's just really guys that can help you build an offense as a unit instead of like having that dominant one guy. And I don't really see in the draft a dominant one. Like I, I don't see a Jamar Chase in this draft. <clears throat> and I think you're going to have to deal with you're, – you're just going to have to deal with what is available at, in the draft to be able to address the wide receiver position. And, you know, like I said earlier, a lot of those wide receivers are going to fit into this style of offense because of – their size and and what they do well, which is creating yards after the catch um, and, and just operating as a playmaker in space and and the way Bobby Slowick looks and views this offense. I mean, that's going to be critical. So Jordan Addison could be a good one, say flowers. Those are two guys that if I had to guess would likely be a target if they do draft a wide receiver in the first round, there's some other guys later on in the, in the draft too, obviously hometown Nathaniel Dell, um, Josh Downs is another guy that that could potentially be targeted in the second round. Um, so there are some guys, but so I would go. So just to recap, at this point, entering free agency in a month now <clears throat> or three weeks, center, tight end, wide receiver. <clears throat> and then I'd probably start to plug holes on defense. Uh, this team needs a linebacker. This team needs defensive line help. Um, in, in the worst way, there, there's not a lot of talent on this in this defensive line group, they, they need help. They need, you know, Malik Collins and Malik Collins in the interior is a good player, but he's not a guy that's going to change your defense. Jonathan Grenard's continuing to develop. So that's going to be fun to watch. You have the guy that we signed from the Rams last year. I'm never going to try to pronounce his name, but he really came on um, towards the end of the season, showed flashes in the uh, early parts of the season as well. There are some pieces on the defensive line, but they really need to get better in that position group. Uh, you'll need to find another safety uh, to pair with Jalen Petrie. Jonathan Owens is not the guy. Um, he's maybe a f- you know third or fourth safety at best. Maybe Jimmy Ward comes over from the Niners. But biggest need across the board is to improve defensive interior. It is 100%. I mean, but it all, Jordan, it all depends, right? Like if we're talking about the defense, 100%. It's interior of the defensive line. That's where the, that's where you have to go. You have to fix that. 
But also, if they're going to draft a, a rookie on quarter, like a rookie quarterback, they're going to also have to invest in that offensive line at the center position. They're going to have to invest at a tight end, and they're going to have to invest in wide receiver. You cannot draft a, a quarterback and hang them out to dry. The defense necessarily won't get ignored, but you're going to have to support the rookie quarterback. You have to. So many teams go through this year over year over year where they try to address too many needs and they don't really address what could help best boost up their rookie quarterback. And you have to do it. If you're going to make the investment in a quarterback, you better make the investment in everything else that comes with it or else you're setting up that rookie quarterback to fail. And at that point, what's the, what's like, why draft them? We are in a very unique situation where we have a, two first round picks this year, two first round picks next year. We had two last year. Like we need to invest. We need to utilize those properly before they go. If, if they, if they don't, like it's going to be a waste. Like all, everything we got back from the Deshaun Watson trade is going to be a waste. They have to figure out what they're going to do. If they're going to go quarterback, they got to invest in the pieces around the quarterback to best support him. Um, yeah, Jordan, you're right. Like if you were speaking about just the biggest defensive needs, 100% interior defensive line. Which pass catching running back do you like? Uh, should we go for Tony Pollard or someone in the draft? I, I'm, you know, when it comes to the running back position, I'm not a big fan of of signing like running backs. I, th- I think the league has shown that you can draft them later in rounds and get a productive running back. Um, look at what the Chiefs did with Pacheco. We obviously found Damian Pierce in the fourth round. I think this is also a very deep running back class. I think you could probably find a guy in the third or fourth. I know everybody's uh, all on Bajan Robinson, and I totally get it. The dude is a monster. Um, but I, I just I couldn't see myself investing in a running back like that. But, again, to kind of go back to what I was saying a couple of weeks ago, if Nick and Cal and D'Amico are in please the fans phase, you know, and they're going to go Bryce Young and they're going to go – then they could go Bijan Robinson and just totally double down on – on getting the team, getting the fan base in the city excited. But ultimately I don't see that happening, but I mean, it could, Um, but I'd rather grab one later in the draft. That's just how I would address it. So, all right, to recap before we end for the day, biggest needs based on where they're going to go in the draft. It's obviously all, all signs point to the Texans taking a quarterback uh, at number two, or at least sometime in the first round. If they're going to do that, they have to fix the interior offensive line with the center position, they're going to need to grab a tight end, whether it be in the draft or be in free agency. I like Evan Ingram a lot. I like, I, I don't like Jacecki as much as I like Ingram, but I'm okay with Jacecki. Um, hell, sign both. Um, wouldn't be a terrible approach. <clears throat> um, and then wide receivers in, in the free agent in, in free agency. Not a ton of wide receivers. You're probably going to overpay. DJ Shark's going to be a guy that probably is going to be targeted. Demarcus Robinson, McCole Hardman. There are some guys available. You just have to ask yourself, are you willing to pay like the Jags did for Christian Kirk last year? And, and if not, then you're going to have to wait to grab your wide receivers in the draft. Uh, and then from a defensive perspective, it's all interior defensive line and edge, in my opinion. It's really just the defensive line in general. Um, and then linebacker safety. And I would grab another corner for sure. Uh, so we'll see as we get closer to the to free agency. I'll start to walk through some of the the, the wish list and the, the grocery item list players that I want to add. Um, I found a website where you can basically simulate the offseason, which is kind of cool. You can go through free agency and add them and it'll tell you where you are from a cap perspective. And 
um, pretty cool. Uh, it's and it's not spot track, which I didn't like their platform the way that they did it. So, um, but yeah, uh, so we'll see how things keep going. Um, and we'll have to figure it out Friday. Brandon Scott will be joining the show. We'll be talking about the Texans. I'll probably have a pretty good conversation about quarterbacks. I think to follow up from our, my conversation with Ian last week, definitely need to have that conversation with Brandon as he's uh, probably my favorite, actually is my favorite guy in, in the Houston media as far as when it comes to the Texans. Uh, so we'll have to figure that out. I know he's a Bryce young guy. He might just be a quarterback guy at this point. I'm not quite sure, but um, Brandon Scott Friday, 8.30 in the morning. Um, I'm working on a former NFL cornerback to come on and break down Derek Stingley's rookie year <clears throat> and what he saw and how we what we should expect to see from him moving forward. So that's going to be awesome. Um, but yeah, so with that being said, guys, I appreciate you joining. Make sure you like and subscribe. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, and with that being said, I'm Young Ari Gold signing off for Texans Unfiltered. I'll catch you guys next or Friday. 